0: Welcome to Blee TV, the podcast of best shows on TV. And I'm Cash.
1: And I am Larissa. And
0: we're right back at it with some more Mr. Robot. And yes, we are. I believe this one was called Successor?
1: Yes, it was. Maybe Successors, plural?
0: Uh, I- either way. Could uh, I'm have not- been
1: a five. There's no way of knowing.
0: Yeah, the uh, titles are always a little bit iffy. But uh, so let's just dive right into it. What did you think of this episode?
1: Well, uh, one thing that was interesting to me is it was actually a standard episode length for an hour-long drama. It was 45 minutes.
0: Okay. Um,
1: well, technically standard's 43, but um, that kind of seems like the first time Mr. Robot's done that this season.
0: I think it was like that last episode, too. It just didn't really feel like it because they packed so much into it.
1: Last episode was 51.
0: Oh. Yeah. I apologize.
1: Well, I went back and checked just to make sure that oh, okay. like, I was right in saying this.
0: So, interesting that USA is getting away with limited commercials throughout most of their stuff. Bravo to them. Right.
1: And uh, even if they had product placement in their uh, <laughs> in their show, I don't even know if we'd notice or if they'd even want
0: that. No. And when they do do it, though, well, well worth it for the most part. The one thing I noticed about this episode mainly was... The lack of characters we had in this episode. There's a lot of people missing. I was,
1: I actually didn't notice that we hadn't seen Elliot. Really? Until, like, the end.
0: Oh, no, I was quickly, I was like, I don't think we're going to see Elliot in this episode. As soon as we came through the flashback and Darlene uh, was talking about how these are his words, I was like, we're not going to see him this episode. Or the people that obviously are connected with him, and we didn't.
1: See, I I always enjoy shows that...
0: Can um, cut off their main character for an episode or two?
1: Yeah, that, that say it's okay to not have your leading man or woman in the show for a bit, because the other characters can pull their own weight. So for me, I, when I'm watching a really good show like Mr. Robot, I guess I don't immediately notice when people are missing like that, because I like it. <laughs>
0: That, I mean, I usually do like it, and I, it's not that I didn't enjoy this episode. I didn't think it was as good as the previous three episodes we've had, but it was. there was a lot of Elliot questions I still had. And we actually had a viewer have kind of a response to us regarding Ray. Good old Reg Anderson, I hope I'm uh, saying that correctly, said we probably missed something in saying that he's the warden or some kind of administrator inside the prison with computer access.
1: Now, I wouldn't doubt that at all because, like you said, you know, he's on dialysis and we see him in his home and we see him in other people's homes. So, you know, maybe it's the kind of thing where he at has least the power
0: to move ability around. To leave. Yeah, it's showing that he's got kind of some power to move around. So that would kind of lean me towards that's his lawyer more than necessarily his, the prison warden or something.
1: I don't think it's a warden. Um, Lawyer would be interesting, especially since in the beginning. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I just thought about the fact that Ray tells Elliot, you know, I thought I was going to be your savior, but you ended up being mine.
0: Yeah. And then that would kind of explain him having the files, you know, Elliot's journal and different things like that.
1: And just knowing things about him.
0: And so I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards him being a lawyer if he's anything besides an inmate.
1: Yeah, I can definitely get behind that theory. And um, I agree with you, like you said before, I ha- I didn't like this one as much as, but like that's, <laughs> with Mr. Robot episodes, that's like saying, oh, this one was an eight and the others were ten. Yeah,
0: by no means was this a bad episode because this, they still did a lot of things that just other shows can't do. Like this flashback, it had me, I was like, these two know each other, like what is going on right now? You know, and I
1: know, I loved it. I loved that he's like trying to hit on her and it just <laughs> did not work.
0: Oh, it went so poorly. And I was like, don't type that into your phone. Don't do it. And he just does it so willingly. And I was like, oh, you just got played.
1: Which is funny because, you know, when we see them in present day, he's the one who's kind of jaded. And he's the one who doesn't believe and seems to know more. And then you go back then and, you know, our, our female hacker, she has all the practical knowledge. And I, mean, I feel like she's a little more naive moving forward and they kind of flip-flop positions that way.
0: That's interesting. I've never really looked at it like that. And even when I was watching the show, I just saw it as him, you know, being nervous around a pretty woman, you know, being out in public, not, not really understanding and letting all of his defenses down, whereas she was just kind of preying on him because she knew that she could.
1: I agree with that, but also the thing that made me think, "Mm, maybe not, was that Darlene said, oh, you fell for this simple blah, blah, blah thing like it was nothing, and if he's an established hacker, or even has done a lot of hacking or knows a lot about it, he would have thought about it that way, but he didn't.
0: He didn't because, as a hacker, too, I'm going to go be playing off of mainly movies and whatnot, they're not social, and so he didn't look like he was really social and he was going out of his way to try to make a first move or something because he knew he was meeting a higher-up person. So maybe he didn't know who Elliot was.
1: I mean, I, I have to say, if, if I had been in her position, it might have sparked a conversation with me if he had said that I was a rebel for using whole milk as opposed to that almond cashew bullshit, <laughs> as he put it, that everyone else is using nowadays.
0: Power to them, because whole milk is definitely the way to go. Almond and cashew milk, if cashew milk exists, is bullshit. It does.
1: All kinds of milk exists.
0: No, just milk. From a cow. I was
1: telling you about it the other day. When I was at Whole Foods, there's a milk alternatives aisle.
0: No. Ugh, that sounds
1: disgusting. Just
0: milk from a cow. Maybe a goat, you know, if that's your boat. But outside of that, leave it alone. Please, people. Just... (laughs) just no but okay so we'll jump into the episode and i gotta say this is probably one of the most predictable things that we knew what was going to happen but forgot about she caught them in her house
1: yeah and i love that uh this show did a good job of kind of pointing the finger at us and being like you forgot about her didn't you and i knew she was coming back as soon as i saw the like previously on mr robot and we- she was in it i was like oh shit
0: yeah, we knew that good old Suzanne the Executioner was going to be making an appearance back into the show.
1: I love that it's so casual, though. Like, she just comes in with, like, a shopping bag. and They're just yeah. sitting there arguing, and she's like, um, guys. It's
0: guys, and then they finally turn around, and it's like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. But for being such a good lawyer, and so f- she wasn't very observant, you know, when she was first coming back into her house. And that really kind of caught me off guard.
1: I was, I was, I knew. Okay, there were a lot of tropes in this episode, and we'll get into that. But one of them was definitely, um, no, she definitely would have called the cops as soon as she heard voices in her house.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she thought they were still working and fixing her computer. I don't. Or but not her computer. Her they house.
1: Were talking about they were yelling very loudly.
0: That's about
1: true. some pretty incriminating stuff.
0: Yeah, no, she probably should have definitely called the cops right away, especially being a lawyer.
1: And she walks up very casually. And just to me, I feel like this is the kind of woman who would either carry a handgun on her or know where one was in her home, you know.
0: Yeah. And also, I feel like they probably would have been watching the GPS system a little bit more closely since she was coming from Greenridge. So, like... Greenwich. Greenwich. Somebody would have noticed that she had left and was on her way back.
1: Exactly. And that was another thing that bothered me where they had that line like, oh, we weren't watching the GPS. And I was like, okay, I see you, Mr. Robot, trying to justify your stupid plot point.
0: How long have you not been watching the GPS? Like, for real. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Like, Greenwich is like, to come into the main city from Greenwich is like hours.
0: Yeah. And so so you would have, I would think that they would be sophisticated enough to have an alert system that she's a long way from Greenwich.
1: But, you know, I I knew where it was going yeah. from the very beginning. I knew how the, that sequence was going to end. Uh, like Mr. Robot, they put a little bit of a, a twist on it.
0: I didn't expect... Made it a little
1: bit more interesting.
0: I wasn't expecting Darlene to have that history with her.
1: No, I wasn't either. It I kind of... I, I was okay with it. It came out of nowhere. I was okay with it.
0: Yeah, with it being an old trope and everything, I was okay with how they did it. And it's just, I hate how well I'm okay with them doing these just old school, it's in every single movie.
1: I, I was upset though, because I, so with Mr. Robot, usually they kind of have like one or two cliches per episode.
0: That's what I was looking for. I couldn't think of it, just cliches.
1: They had five or six in this one. And by the end of the episode, I had rolled my eyes a few times. Yeah.
0: So. Well, and I mean, this wasn't their best episode, but like we said, it's still a really good one. And well,
1: they're setting up for the finale, you know, like the first few episodes of the season, we're setting up for the explosive happenings of the middle. I would say and electrifying. And now we're setting up again for the finale.
0: I would say electrifying, you know, just because we taser and everything. but Oh, God. Hey, <laughs> I, I try to work with what we're given.
1: Gotta get it where you can.
0: Now, do you think it was interesting how she kind of played on the person who came to help her? You know, she was like, you're Muslim, is this about ISIS? You know, she kept throwing ISIS out there, and I was just like, oh, God. Like, do we have to be here?
1: I knew she was dead as soon as she said that, because I was like, oh, you've officially become really unlikable to everyone watching this show. You're dead, and we're not going to feel bad about it.
0: I mean, at no point in time did I think that she was going to make it out alive. And it was Trenton who I was thinking of for some reason, I couldn't think of her name. but One more time? Trenton.
1: That is her name?
0: Yeah, at least according to IMDB. That's what we're getting. They
1: should say it more. Anyway, now <laughs> I know.
0: But I felt a little uneasy at how quickly she caved into her for going to the bathroom. Like, I, I yeah, did.
1: see, that's that's the whole thing that they're trying to shove in your face right now. That That Mowgli is the jaded freak out paranoid one and she's like the believe in humans naive one yeah when it was flip flopped when they first met sort of
0: okay i see what you're saying now and but i just didn't like because she was so scared but yet she was still willing to free her when really the logical thing is just, just pee yourself <laughs> like i'm not well, worried yeah,
1: and that's the other thing that bothered me is there that was another cliche right there no, no, she would have definitely gone downstairs and told them that she wanted to go to the bathroom and asked what they should do. She would not have gone in there and cut those ties.
0: Yeah, and she wouldn't have gone down with the clippers to be ready to cut them either.
1: No. Oh my god, there you go again. Like, this whole episode was very, very coincidental and mm-hmm. very because the screenwriter said so. And there it, were a lot of things that, that, that bothered me. There's definitely
0: that. some lazy writing in this episode. And I didn't really... I guess the action scene happened too quickly. Like, I didn't really see or understand how she hit her head against the wall.
1: Also very stupid. So basically what happened, what they're trying to tell us happened, is she lunged for Tretton with enough force to knock herself out on the wall. No, no, no. Because even if she hit her head, which she very well might have done. Her hand would have come up first.
0: Well, not only that, like she had like a circular wound like she'd hit like a something that was protruding out of the wall.
1: And she was bleeding. Like no, she would have a big old bruise if anything. Yeah, like the
0: like I don't that was the weirdest head wound that they could have made. Like I thought she ended up getting stabbed by the scissors or something. I know they weren't I know they're like wire clippers, but I mean, I just at no nothing in that scene made sense.
1: Well, and it it just, it felt so unlike Mr. Robot and so lazy because they used quick action editing to disguise the fact that there was no continuity of their action sequence, which is something that, you know, Jason Bourne movies do.
0: Which was actually a pretty good movie. Mr. Robot. Me and uh, one of the other hosts went and watched the Newborn movie. It didn't hold up as well as the others. You know, Matt Damon's 97 years old, but... Besides, oh,
1: sh- he looks great.
0: I mean, he looks great, but you could tell he wasn't doing the same old stunts and everything. And well, parkour uh,
1: gets significantly harder with age. Well, yeah,
0: that's what happens when you're 97. But it is definitely worth a watch. And if y'all want to pot on it, let us know. He's 97. Live with, <laughs> right, okay, deal with 97. it. Ben Affleck's 98, but he's a little bit older because of all the Cheetos.
1: Ben Affleck is like
0: 105. But I mean, oh, he's such a good job Batman. 300. George Clooney's 14. Get out of here.
1: No, he's starting to show his age. Get out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. It's happening.
0: You're banned.
1: I'm banned?
0: banned from the show. I'll be taking over from here solo now.
1: Okay, bye, (laughs) y'all.
0: No, but... So, we get into, I guess, the hacker montage of... Let's scan all of her emails and see what we can dig up on her so we can convince her, blackmail her, essentially into not saying anything.
1: I actually really like that because, you know, when they're sitting there and they don't know what to do, you know, Darlene goes, Okay, let's own her they, and they do I what just they do loved- best. <sighs> what?
0: They do what they do best.
1: Yeah, they fight in their way. Which is like I really like I really liked that whole part. I you know, it felt like I said, it, the editing was strange. I, I do you know who directed this episode?
0: Yeah, I mean it's Sam Esmail. at least that's who it's credited to on IMDb.
1: It doesn't feel like him at all. It feels like more new age kind of rapid fire directing. It just, I don't know. It didn't quite feel like him.
0: I mean, he was just credited by as a writer for this episode. It went mainly to Courtney Looney. So, I mean, and then there was two other people with Adam Penn and Randolph Leon. So, I mean, maybe they had a little bit more sway in this episode versus what he's normally given.
1: I mean, everything... When you have good, good show like this, you know, and you have different directors per episode, it's okay because they're good enough that everything feels kind of similar. Yeah. But, you know, if you really think about it hard enough, this episode is definitely very different from what we've seen.
0: Yeah, There's I mean, a lot more
1: cuts, a lot more edits, a lot less of our favorite uh, lower-bottom-sixth, you know, over-the-shoulder shots.
0: Yeah. I mean, we didn't so. get... The... <sighs> There's so much that, I mean, it was such a good episode, but there's just so much that was different about this episode that didn't necessarily hit with me.
1: It felt a little out of place. And, you know, we once once they've owned her, like, like I said, I knew she was dead. I knew, I knew that Darlene was going to kill her.
0: How'd you feel about the sticky note? I mean, I know that's like eventually the best way of hacking is just finding like just human error is the best way to hack which is essentially what ended up happening. But had they not scoured this apartment before? Had they not thought about owning her before this happened?
1: I would have been okay with it if this episode was not a cliche cocktail.
0: Yeah. Like, if this was, like, the only thing they found?
1: When they found that sticky note, that, like, I told you, that was one of my eye rolls. I, like, I physically put my hand onto my face and went, Mr. Robot, no. (laughs) Not a literal sticky note. You don't even need that. Like, just figure it out. Just do some hacker magic and get in there. Like, us normal people aren't going to know. And they'd like, even, be like, great, they, they, they did an algorithm and they got in there. Well, like,
0: they'd even talked about how they were going to do it. And then she was just like, well, how about just this? And it literally says email address, password. And it's just,
1: And I, I know that they were trying to get a laugh. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get a cheap humor, which is... It just—it doesn't feel like that. This whole is that what episode you think? was very lazy.
0: Is that what that was supposed to be? Because that fell a hundred percent flat on me.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Was like, oh, we're gonna do this hard process. No, guys, we just got this. What they could have done is they had to edit for time. Yeah. And so they added in that insert because if you notice, it was just her standing there, and there was like nothing else in the frame. So it could have very easily been that.
0: I'd be interested to see what, like, the director's cut of this episode is, or, like, like all the deleted scenes for this episode are, like, in the season, uh, once you buy the DVD of it.
1: Yeah, that would, be, that would be interesting to see, because this episode, like I said, very different tonally, and, you know, when we get to Darlene's scene with her, and we know she's gonna die.
0: Well, even before that, were, were you looking at, like, did you pause the screen like I did on the first set of emails they did? And I was like, so I was like trying to scour, see if I could find anything. And I saw a pacemaker and I was just like, oh, she's dead. As soon as I saw.
1: Yep. And I I thought that was kind of clever, you know, Mm. a little bit more clever than like, like I said, it's Mr. Robot. They're taking something that's been done a million times and at least making it a little more clever.
0: They, They really are. And they did what they always do. They just hid the answer right there in plain sight.
1: Oh, I knew.
0: As soon as I saw Pacemaker, I was like, ah, where's the taser? (laughs) And then sure enough, like you said, you know, we get the Darlene and uh, Executioner scene, or Executor scene, and I really... The Executioner gets
1: executed.
0: Ooh, very nice. (laughs) But this was probably my favorite scene of the episode, was just them sitting and talking, and it's just the thought of how, you know, there's one moment in a person's life that is so defining that doesn't even register to the other person's life. And, like, you could see that she was talking, she was like, what are you even talking about? Like, I don't even remember being there. And, I mean, obviously she does and everything, but it's just, like, so nonchalant for her and for Darlene. It's part of the driving force that caused this.
1: There, are, there were two cliches in this scene that I love every time I see them. And so every time it happens, I'm like, it's okay, it's fine. Number one is the offer of a vice mm-hmm. to build trust, and that's with the cigarette. And I was okay with it, because I just love that stuff. And, and I love that Darlene this... lit
0: it, because yes. it's always so much power when you light someone else's cigarette.
1: Yes. And then later, when she found out, you know, what, what Darlene was getting at, she immediately puts out, like, a barely used cigarette. So that was interesting. <laughs> And the second trope is basically, uh, if you've ever seen an anime or a samurai movie, the I will avenge my father, Mm -hmm. um, but you have no idea who I am trope. Like, if you've ever seen Afro Samurai, you know what I'm talking about. But it's just the idea that, like you said, something meant a lot to a child and leads to the downfall of an adult years later based upon the death of a parent.
0: And it was done beautifully. And then, honestly, just a little half-second taser zap right into the heart. Perfect. Didn't need any more. I was perfectly content with it because I was just like... I wonder if there was any people who were confused on how she just immediately died.
1: I was for about a second because I was just like, wait. That was it? And then I was like, oh, Pacemaker, you know, so...
0: Yeah, I wonder if there was any people out there that were actually fooled. So go ahead, email us, let us know on Facebook or Twitter, Ably TV Podcast, let us know if they got you or not. We won't judge you. (laughs) And then I just loved how she was just kind of floating in the pool for just a few minutes. It was kind of beautiful in a messed up way.
1: Those were my favorite shots of the whole episode, was the shots of her in the pool, especially at the end where her whole body is sunk. Yeah. So she's like parallel and you see her between the two lights of the pool. That was my foo. I'm getting goosebumps about it. Was a good shot.
0: <laughs> now, obviously, oh. I d- oh oh, <laughs> obviously, oh. I don't think that anyone in the F society really believes that Darlene didn't know. There's just no way, and they're kind of accepting it and wanting to further themselves away from Darlene. And <sighs>
1: yeah, I mean, I think I think they all represent different kind of reactions to it like Mm -hmm. I've always appreciated that Mr. Robot calls out what the audience is thinking Uh, because you know there are so many times where things will happen like for example in the Angela scene when they didn't do that when she was like nothing I don't know that guy and it's like no Angela you do and you would have said something while in this you know you have Mowgli being like really you didn't see any of those emails
0: yeah and
1: and I loved the smash cut Back to their reactions and like you know she's just told them but like that was really good too.
0: That was done well. Now I somehow just kind of we skipped over it. What do you think about the FBI call and them listening in on it and recording it?
1: Um, I think it makes sense. I think I I, I was it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be because, you know I because they they it was this big cliffhanger mm-hmm. last episode. And then we come back, and it's just a call, and you know it's a big deal because it's you know discrediting the FBI more, and it's driving them further into the ground, and it's making things harder for Dom, and like it's important that that happened.
0: Well, I mean, it saved Mobley. Like a hundred percent, that is. yeah,
1: a hundred percent saved Mobley.
0: And so it was interesting how that came back and helped she him. Had him. To an extent, I mean, I, I think Mobley would have definitely flipped in a heartbeat.
1: Exactly. So she, she, he would have settled. He would have given her Darlene's name for sure.
0: Yeah, he would have difference. never given up Trenton. Uh, yeah. But I think he would have eventually given up Darlene, and they would have been in a lot worse of a spot.
1: What do you think happened to him at the end?
0: To yeah. who? Oh, the Darlene's boyfriend.
1: No, to Mowgli. She. He didn't meet. Tell me your name again. Trenton. Trenton. he didn't meet her at the place
0: uh i don't know honestly uh probably the dark army got to him before the, he could get there
1: that's kind of what i feel like happened based upon the, our ending scene yeah with and i think the correspondences
0: and i think we'll tie all that up there once we get to the ending scene I no
1: i just i thought about that i was like what happened yeah <laughs> it all happened so fast in the end like i told you there was a lot of Rapid it, fire editing happened
0: in this episode. It, it was bam, bam. I, I kind of want to finish up Darlene before we get to the ending on that oh, train. No, ride, I just you know on that train ride, accept. like I, I was like, "There's okay. no way the body's in this bag." Like, I mean, it's just not possible. And you know, we go back to the vet's office and whatnot. And oh,
1: that was such a savage! Like when they're standing in front of the furnace, and she goes, "We have to take her out."
0: Well, at first it was just like they're trying everything to get this bag in there, and it's just like it won't fit, it won't fit. And I was like, did they just like grab her head or something? Like I don't understand. And then, like you said, she was like, the bag's not going to fit. He's like, yeah, I know. And then, like they look at each other. He's like, you know, th- this is some traumatizing stuff.
1: Like I, you know, it was interesting because. When you when you look at murder done in TV shows and movies, a lot of the time you feel very distanced from it. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, I would never do that. There was something about the way it was done in this episode where, like, you saw every stage of it. Yeah. And it was so cut and dry that you could almost imagine yourself in the process of having to do that yourself.
0: I mean, this was essentially the perfect murder. Yes. I, I mean... There's no reason for anyone to know she was they got the email for another 20 days or 23 days I guess they're set free did not have to worry about it and then at this point nobody no crime and she will literally never be found.
1: Well and, did they a question I had about I do agree with you. I think that hmm. somehow. Cause it's like with the bullet, you yeah. know, Dom finds the bullet and it goes back to the guy who's going to give up Darlene. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like somehow they're going to find something because this show can be convenient that way.
0: To an extent, so. definitely. But I mean, so what were you saying before you got a- Oh,
1: um, do you think that they've hacked e-coins already and that they just have them?
0: No, those were, uh, her e-coins. Cause she had said it She was like She can pay for her own funeral Yeah I mean They're not just Making currency Out of thin air
1: When did that
0: happen? Uh, as soon as After she paid him And left Like he kind of Looked at her Like where'd you get That money? And she was like Well that's her money She can pay for her own funeral And so
1: Oh Okay, there it is. I didn't hear that part. I think it was because I was too busy looking at the bag because they panned down to the bag right at that moment. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, she's not, she didn't fit in that bag.
0: And sure enough, she did. They yeah. kind of squared her up and whatnot. But now it's just like, how was Darlene carrying that bag? How is anyone, she's at least a hundred pounds. And I mean, well, she's carrying he her with one hand, the Bag, you know. I'm not carrying a hundred pounds in one arm, you know, effortlessly, you know, like it's a normal tote bag. Well, you know,
1: TV magic, this episode did a lot of it.
0: That's fair. I don't know. That's just something. I did not like that at all. I I wanted a little bit more realism with everything that they were doing.
1: Uh, I wanted uh, like 110% more realism with everything they were doing in this episode.
0: Probably. But... Anyway, now we can go to my least favorite part, which was Angela's. Didn't, I didn't
1: like her this episode.
0: First off, I guess the one positive I liked was she was looking rough. Like, <laughs> she hadn't slept in a few days, was on a bit of a bender. Rough. I really
1: liked the part where she sang, Everybody Wants to Rule the World.
0: Great song choice, I thought.
1: And I liked that they made her, like, you could tell she could sort of sing, but they made her suck at it because she's in a bad place. hmm And then, uh... So, I, I did like that part, especially Overcut with that montage. That was, that was probably my favorite, like, sequence.
0: Um, and, and it was nicely done how the video affected her so much this time around. Because she had 100% knew who was behind that mask.
1: Yes. And... and I mean, it makes sense to me that she would go out with that guy again because, you know, people feel obligated to do things on holidays and it's, and it's July 4th. Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily like that he had been a guy that Dom had planted, planted, but that also shows that Dom was good from a while back when we weren't even thinking about her.
0: Yeah. You know, Dom, Dom's been one step ahead the entire time, which goes back to us, why is Dom always one step ahead?
1: Well, Dom is kind of doing some shady stuff. like we like her, but at the same time, she's very much benefiting from you know the Patriot Act.
0: I mean she's, she's not really doing...
1: a... huh? She's not
0: really doing anything shady.
1: She kept Mowgli for 12 hours with nothing on him, That's and then just... she sent a guy to date a girl to get info on her.
0: okay. Like, that's just natural to hold the guy for 12 hours for no reason. I think they're allowed up to 36 hours. And so, it that doesn't bother me one bit. It, he knew what they were doing. She knew what they were doing. Yada, yada, yada. Not worried about that one bit. The planting a guy to date. I mean... Uh, no,
1: I mean, come on.
0: I mean, how she... Angela has the right to say no. You know, she doesn't have to date the guy or anything.
1: I guess
0: and it's still creepy I mean I think it is very sleazy in the sense that you've I guess in a way you're giving an officer consent to come into your house and start doing whatever they want yeah but I mean they still they can't use any of that evidence I don't think because it wasn't obtained with a warrant
1: probably not you know, was, I just didn't like the other thing I didn't really like about the whole Angela sequence is like okay we get it People think you're a scum-sucking whore, and you slept your way to the top, and you're going to defend yourself. How many more times are we going to have this scene?
0: I hated it. I hated it when he was like, oh, you don't have have a problem with swallowing. I was like, oh, nice joke, man.
1: Oh, good job. Proud (laughs) of that?
0: And then I was like, okay, you know what? She's going to let it slide. I'm okay with it. And then she digs him for being a plumber. Like, we need plumbers in the world. You know, that's a very honorable job.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't clap back for somebody saying something like that to me, but I also really kind of like the idea of her letting it go to show that she's actually, like her wall is breaking and she's not sure as sure of herself as she's seemed to be, but then she immediately comes back with this, then gets hammered and goes home with like an old politician. Man,
0: I really hope they didn't. I mean, I hated that they made him old and they threw out the old, oh, you're young enough to be my daughter. And I was like, calm down, Clinton. I was like, but, that's
1: hot. Like, that's what I wanna hear.
0: Oh man, there was nothing about this entire sequence that I liked.
1: I really didn't like any of it either. Like I just like her hair was gorgeous as always, you know, flawless hair. But um it wasn't quite as streamlined as it as it's been, I guess. No, I mean Maybe it's trying to show she's returning to her roots. Her kinda. hair
0: was definitely not as glorious to me as it always has been like i mean like i said she looked like she had been road hard and put up wet like i mean she was not looking good this episode and i mean a i'm okay of with that
1: almost crying yeah yeah i just i i want her to do something
0: i mean i hate to say that i want to see her with Elliot again but i kind of want to see that upbeat re-energized angela like i mean i want to see her do something that makes a difference
1: yeah and it's just like once again we have and not just Angela but also Darlene the I'm gonna take way too long to respond to somebody thing when it's like oh my god it drove me fuck at the end (laughs) when she's like asking him if he's in the shower and he's like what's up and he asks her like four times before she responds and it takes her like five seconds between every response to get back to him I'm like fucking (laughs) no nobody does this Nobody does this unless you're on Mr. Robot and your name is Angela and apparently now Darlene.
0: Very true. But right before we get into the end, I just want to talk about how the uh, guy that Dom planted was just so heartbroken that he couldn't feel oh, the I d-
1: know. <laughs> when he was like, oh, well, it kind of hurt. If it, I'm being honest, it kind of hurt. It, She's so cold. I was like, oh. <laughs> I my was buddy. like,
0: come on, dude. Like, you were on a mission and everything. How'd you get attached that quickly? And it's just like, it hurt. And she's like, oh, are you okay, Buttercup? Like, are you going to make it through this? And I just
1: liked that he was so candid. Like, it made me want to see more of him. I'm like, I know I'm never going to see this character again, but damn it, if I don't kind of wish I was.
0: But, uh, no, I love that scene. That was, that was another highlight for me, was uh, yeah, that little part. But I think we're pretty much at the end now
1: well you know we have the when Darlene's coming back on the train and she has the stereotypical I should be upset and I'm not which wouldn't be so bad if it hadn't already happened twice in this up in this uh, show already yeah so um, but you know I loved the shot where they let the bar bisect her face mm-hmm. so she looked kind of tired and off-kilter and crazy so that was cool and um, I liked the fact that What she said was interesting. She said, I thought something in me would make me stop because we all kind of assume that some sort of morality inside of us wouldn't allow us to commit something like murder. Yeah, And she goes, but it didn't. And that asks us questions, you know, the the audience, like, would we do it?
0: They definitely make us question ourselves a lot in this show. And that's something I think that I always listed above other shows.
1: Yeah, this show did a really, 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 this episode in particular, the best thing this episode did, in my opinion, is making me think whether or not I was capable of murder.
0: This was a very dark episode, and not in the way that it usually has been with lighting and, like, physically. This was, like, a very mentally check-yourself kind of dark episode.
1: Yeah, because we're out of Elliot's mind prism.
0: Yeah. Prison now.
1: <laughs> mind prison. L-
0: literal prison. Yeah. Uh- <laughs>
1: And now we're into the real world.
0: And, so. it, and it's definitely dark out there. Like there there's a lot of immoral things going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I liked that she... I, I kind of liked the moment where she let herself be taken care of by that guy. And I have to say, I was fooled by him. Like, she was fooled by him. Thinking that he cared, and then... Well, he and- obviously
0: does care. He 100% cares about her. Because I think that's the only reason why she's still alive.
1: I mean, I think he definitely does care, but he was, appeared to be selling her out.
0: I don't think he was selling her out. I think he was like, hey, she's here, you don't have to worry about her, you can take out the others. And I think that's exactly what happened.
1: And now she's all, I guess, murders her thing now. Like, I know she's not dead.
0: I think this one was more self-defense like in the actual sense of self-defense yeah it might have been a little preemptive but
1: she is kind of crazy like darlene is that hot girl that your best friend dates that you're like dude (laughs) be careful she's so nuts yeah but she's so hot i know but she's so (laughs) nuts and then she like kills all your fish and burns down your closet you know like I'm getting specific. There's a story there. But, you know, I'm just like, that That, that girl exists, and Darlene is that girl, and she's going to smash her computer. So
0: She does smash... Now, are we led to believe that she can read Chinese?
1: That bothered me, too, because I was like, okay, is this just suddenly part of her character now? Because for everyone else, that's been established, and she can just... All of us. Oh, I rolled my eyes so hard.
0: Well, do you think that they were trying to say that she can read Chinese or she was just kind of connecting the dots? Like, hey, here's the dark army. I know that this camera is up and running on me because there's no other reason. And she she could just tell what was going on and use context clues.
1: Uh, I think it could easily go either way. If they magically make her able to read Chinese, I'm going to be pretty pissed.
0: I will and won't be because I can see that being part of the character for some odd reason, but...
1: Well, I can understand her being able to do it, but we haven't shown it. Yeah. And, and she can only do it when it's convenient to her? Like, that's irritating.
0: But right now, I'm definitely leaning more towards it. This, she was using context clues of what she knows about the Dark Army.
1: I'm kind of leaning towards she can just read it. Oh. So I guess we'll see.
0: We will see. And I hope that I'm right. And I think you hope that I'm right.
1: I do hope that you're right. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, for the most part, I think that's the episode. Like, it wasn't the best episode, but it was still a really good episode. I know it felt like we kind of bashed it a lot, but, I mean, it just shows... That's just
1: because we're used to a certain standard of excellence, and Mr. Robot kind of chilled this week, and we're, we're just not going to take it.
0: You no. You know? And, I mean, it definitely looks like it's going to continue ramping up and everything. And are you kind of hoping that we get a lot more Elliot in his situation? Or are you okay with him taking another episode in the backseat?
1: Um, I would be okay with him taking another, like, half episode. Mm -hmm. And then maybe kind of, like, ending the next episode with some stuff happening with him.
0: Like, the last quarter of the episode's him getting out of prison and us kind of understanding what happened? Yeah. That's what
1: I would be okay with.
0: I don't know. I I want a fool. He
1: can't be in prison very long. We'll get bored. Yeah. It's, it'll be like season four of Walking Dead all over again. Nobody wants to be in the
0: prison for long. I'm still not there yet.
1: Well, they, they get to a prison. Don't worry about it. It sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm really hoping we kind of get either an Elliot heavy episode or the uh, White Rose heavy episode. Oh, I love White Rose. Because I feel like it, no matter what, I think we're getting a heavy Dark Army episode. And I'm interested to see how murder or, you know, data clearing uh, they're into this upcoming episode.
1: Well, I definitely think that, well, in the, they reminded us in the preview for this show that that guy still had the thing in his finger. And they didn't capitalize on that. Yeah. So that's making me think that they just really want us to think about that. So I would think that that's going to. Be an issue in the next episode.
0: Okay, and then just out of curiosity, do you think we see Tyrell this season?
1: I think we see him at the end.
0: That's the only way I see us seeing him is at the very, very end. And do you think I it's- can
1: totally see us see? I can totally see his reveal of what's going on being the cliffhanger for this season.
0: I think that's a good way to do it, or them giving Dom like a satisfying arrest somehow. Yeah, I think there's I no... I think
1: we could do both.
0: Him being arrested as a big reveal and just laughing it off like Lex Luthor at the end of Batman vs. Superman. Yeah,
1: do need to
0: talk about that. How did we end up talking about so much superheroes?
1: <laughs> because that's all Hollywood makes anymore. Superhero movies.
0: Shame on you, Hollywood.
1: Like, come on. Make some Mr. Robot-esque stuff. Come talk to Sam Esmail.
0: Give him unlimited budget. Give him and, uh, who's your... Any... How do you say that guy's name?
1: Oh, Iñárritu?
0: Yeah, give those two unlimited budget. Along with Nolan. You can give him unlimited budget.
1: And then they can direct the, uh, the next Deadpool.
0: No, <laughs> I do not want either any of those involved with Deadpool. Just continue giving. It would
1: be so sad.
0: <laughs> and that's not what Deadpool's like, about.
1: Christopher Nolan, Sam Esmail, and Iñorito would make you want to kill yourself. Like, I. No. It would be a beautifully shot, very interestingly lighted. Um.
0: Do you give him Matt Damon? No. Really? I mean, I, I think Matt Damon could do just about any role that they wanted. Did I want you... Will
1: Smith to come back. I feel like he's kind of...
0: I mean, that's fine, but I would rather give them Denzel. Because, I mean, I, get, I feel like that gives you a better range.
1: Well, I mean, after his performance in Flight, yeah. he can clearly play a tragic character.
0: Denzel can do anything. So excited for Magnificent Seven. But yet again, all of that, we're we're way, way off topic. This is what
1: happens when we talk about movies.
0: (laughs) Very much so. But, I mean, y'all can reach us at uh, bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at bleedtvpodcast. You know, let us know with your questions. Let us know what you like or didn't like. And, you know, just have a little conversation with us. We love getting back and answering some questions. And until next time, I'm Cash. And I'm Lenisa.